Being a mom has been one of my greatest joys, but also biggest challenges. And if I'm being honest, in this short time of being a mother to my beautiful daughter, I have learned so much. I am Jamila Yarbrough. Join me as I sit down with some of my amazing sisters as we discuss the lessons we learn navigating being mothers, wives, business owners, and women of faith. Today's guest is my dear sister, Denisha Pratt. She is a wife, mom, actress, author, and publisher. Denisha, thank you so, so much for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you. I love you you so much. You are an amazing sister. You are someone that I admire. Mm. I love the way you are just a wonderful mother and wife and one of my favorite actresses. You are a girl. <laughs> I'm a fan. Thank you. Um, and, Thank you. and writer, publisher, mm. like the list goes on and on, you know, but what I love the most is just how you love the people around you, mm-hmm. how you literally are an extension of God's love to those that you encounter. And I just adore you. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that you're in my life and I'm grateful to have you here today. Oh gosh. So thank you. You're blessing me so much. Like, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. You know how much I love you. Thank yes. you. Yes. And I think what's funny, you know, the way we met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we met. I don't know. What year was that? Uh, it was 2014. It was when we first, right literally right when we moved here yes right when we moved here yeah so you guys had just moved here Mm -hmm. from north carolina was Uh, it from no philadelphia by way of north carolina like we were coming from philly and just took a really short little little let's soak up all of our family before coming here yeah so philadelphia by way of north carolina Mm -hmm. and so i had been here for a few years by then yeah and I was at Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. and I think I was buying some wine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and your husband, yep. Chris, mm-hmm. saw my ID and was like, what's it say in North Carolina? Yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. you guys lived in Greensboro. In Greensboro. Mm-hmm. And longest. he had worked in Winston-Salem yes. at one point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we just started talking, yep. and he talked so much about you, and we realized that we had worked with mutual people, yeah. and he was like, you need to meet my wife. Yes. <laughs> Which is, it is the weirdest thing for, I was like, babe, <laughs> to tell someone, you should, you should meet my wife. Like, right. Looking back, I was like, oh yeah, that was kind of weird. That was kind of weird. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't even think about yeah, yeah, it that yeah. way. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. And so then we connected, mm-hmm. he connected us mm-hmm. um, and we finally met yeah. at a coffee shop. Yeah. And yeah. I met my beautiful godchildren yeah. that day. <laughs> they were babies. They were so, so little. Mm-hmm. And um, and from that day on, we've been in each other's lives. Yeah. I just remember us talking, and you were so open and vulnerable, and mm-hmm. we just connected right away. Yeah. And literally from that day on. That was it. That was it. I know I, know I was crying. I'm crying now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know there were tears. Yeah, were. We, we, yeah. We, we really connected. I'm so, I'm so, so, so grateful for that day and, and that time and that we were able to connect and that 
God used Chris to open open his mouth yes, to say that and yes. to bring you through his life. All the things that had to fall into place. You right. know, what if you didn't go to that Trader Joe's? What if right. you're like, I'm going to go to a different grocery store? Just all the things. All the and things. And Chris is are. so right. Here we are. Yeah. He was right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so I adore your children. They are such a big part of my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. am just the proudest God mommy. And um, they are just incredible kids. Like, I, I'm in awe of them, honestly. And you know how certain children will give you confidence of the future? <laughs> they give you confidence of the future. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to be good because yeah. <laughs> they are here, you yeah. know. Their light is so bright. Um they are so loving and so giving and so empathetic mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so they just and wise beyond their years, yeah. you know, Yeah. and just talented and just great kids. You know, they, yeah. I love being around them, you know, as a family, we adore being around yeah. them. Yeah. And, you know, so kudos, mama. They, you, kudos. Listen, thank you. But I, it's. It's such a, a responsibility because they are the way that God has made them. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where I'm like, Lord, I need you to help me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to mess up because they are so, um, all the things that you yeah. said and, and more when I was pregnant with, with Declan, I remember we were on our baby moon in, in, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the whole time I was walking around with Declan, I was pregnant and I told Chris, I feel like I'm carrying royalty. Mm-hmm. I kept saying that. I'm sure other moms might feel something like this, but there's something about, mm-hmm. there's something about him. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And we went to a grocery store in, in Nashville and there was this, this older, this older gentleman was bagging and he kept staring at me from several registers down mm-hmm. and it was a little uncomfortable. And when we were leaving, we had to walk past him and he stopped me and he like blessed my pregnancy and mm. he called Declan a king. Mm-hmm. And it was, I looked at Chris and I'm like, did you just hear what he's, this is literally what I've been saying. I feel like I'm carrying royalty. Yes. He just, he's been staring at me and he called him a king. Yes. And so there's been, it's just been, I've known there's something very special about them. And yes. I need all the help and all the wisdom that I can get from God to be a good mom to them because they've been entrusted to us. And yes. So there's a lot of weight <laughs> that yes. comes with that. Yes. And then there are times I have to remember they're just, they're also going to have their moments of just being a 10 year old and just being a nine year old right. and, and like having their, their fits. But because there are times where they're so wise and they are very mature and they carry themselves well, it kind of throws me off sometimes when mm-hmm. they do things that just a normal <laughs> 10 year old. Oh yeah. 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 Oh that's yeah. Right. I forget. Okay. All you right, are right, too. Right, yeah. All right. Yeah. You're just in a mood. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. You're hangry. That's right. right. <laughs> just a real thing with Douglas. You know what? So one of the things you said is, is the fear of getting it right. Yeah. That resonates with me mm-hmm. as a mom. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
one of the first things, honestly, I've experienced was like, okay, I want to do right by this yeah. little one that God has entrusted me with. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, what have you done or what do you do with that fear of wanting to get it right? I, well, one of the things is I, I'm like, I pray a lot, but it's not, Lord Jesus, it's not always like, Lord Jesus, guide me. And sometimes it's in the moment, Lord, I need your help right now. Yes. Like, I I don't think I'm doing this right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell them mm-hmm. when I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I've tried being more real mm-hmm. with them about, mm-hmm. like, Listen, mom's having a really hard time right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very I'm trying to express my emotions to them more. I'm very frustrated with this right now, so I just need you to give me a minute. Mm-hmm. By me saying it out loud, I hear myself and then it's kind of it 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 kind of snaps me out of it for a moment mm-hmm. to whereas other times I would have just been in my head. Right. And the more I just stay in my head with it, it would just Grow. fester and turn into yeah. something else. And then like, yeah. if I'm afraid that I'm going to, to mess up or that I, um, I, I yelled at them and mm-hmm. now, I, now all these things, now I'm going to make them have to go to therapy. Therapy is a great thing. Um, but like, those are things like, what did I do now that's going to cause cause a problem for them down the road. What mm-hmm. did I just say is the one thing they'll remember that my mom always said. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll I'll go back once I've calmed down and talk to them. Yes. If it's Declan or if it's Karis, whoever I hurt in that moment, whoever I feel I, I may have possibly crushed something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there was one day I told Declan... Um, I was frustrated because I kept asking them to help with things and Karis is more than willing to help. She's such a, she has such a servant's heart. She does. Anything she can do to help, yes. it just comes naturally to her. Yes. It doesn't come as naturally to Declan. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I don't want you to be, you're, you're starting to become lazy and I don't want you to be lazy. I don't want, I don't ha- I don't want to raise a lazy son. Mm-hmm. And I saw what that did to him and then I replayed it in my head but I was frustrated because this is this is not just a one day thing this has been day after day after day and months after months like make your bed pick this up can you help you know can somebody help Karis is right there to help he's he's willing to let other people do other things for him sometimes um and then I sat down and talked to him the next day and I I was like hey I just want to let you know I wasn't calling you lazy Mm -hmm. I wasn't saying that you are a lazy person I just don't want you to pick up lazy habits that will be harder to break when you get older that will turn you into a lazy person right it's like I'm not calling you that and then to see him go okay Mm. so in those that's what's helping me realize yes this is how I can even if I mess up, I can go and talk to them yes, after. That's good. And that's the opportunity to correct it that's before good. it can turn into something else. That he's not like 10 years down the road, my mom, he's got in his head, my mom called me lazy. My mom called me lazy because I don't right. want to put that curse on him. I don't want to put that on him. Right. But because I was frustrated that he didn't run to come help or didn't do what I asked him, he didn't make his bed, he didn't, that now I've caused a problem down the road that he's going to 
have to yeah. deal with for yes. years. My mom called me lazy. Yes. We nipped it in the bud. Yeah. That's and we cleared so it up. good, though. One of the things that you're highlighting is the ability to look at yourself and say, I did not do that mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, humble yourself yeah. and go to your child. Because so often, especially I feel like in a lot of our our generation, our, the dynamic was not so much to go to your child and apologize and oh, say, no. hey, I didn't do that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made yeah. you feel X, Y, Z. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Mm-mm. I should have said this, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and to even hear what that shift for him yeah. in that moment that you of you humbling yourself and going before him, you know, then then, then that becomes a moment of empowerment because not only is he getting such a great example of humility mm-hmm. as well as it's okay if I make a mistake. Yeah. And this is how you correct it. Cuz yeah. pe- we're going to do that. We're, we're going to do that. Make we're mistakes. Gonna make mistakes. But how do you own up to yes. it? And how do you still go back to the person and and make it a moment that someone can um, gain from mm-hmm. versus the opposite. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's such a great example. Yes. And one thing that also helps me is, yes, you've only been on this planet for nine or ten years, mm-hmm. right? But you were with God a lot sooner ago than I was. Yes. Like... Like yes. he, they're coming from, like, they're coming, like, we belong to him. You belong to him before you belong to me, before he gave you to me. Mm-hmm. So there's, when you spoke of, there's a wisdom. Yes. They had that already. Yes. So I have to be able to listen when they're telling me things, mm-hmm. when they see things, mm-hmm. because they're coming from a different perspective. They don't have to worry about bills. They don't have to worry. They haven't had to deal with right. all the extra distractions that the world can give us. Right. 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 So they can pick up on things a lot easier mm-hmm. than I may be able to. Yes. So I have to be able to be, I need to be quick to listen. Yes. Even if it's coming from a nine-year-old, yes. I need to be quick to listen. Yes. And... That's, I'd, I'd rather hear from, because there's, there's, I mean, it's like you're saying that, that children are seen and not heard, you mm-hmm. know, what do you know? I've been here longer. You're not going to tell me how to do right. things. It's right. like, no, they, they, they know what's going on. Yes. They're, they have a different perspective. They have a much more pure perspective. Yes. I think that's so good because yes, you you set boundaries and yes, mm-hmm. they understand who is the parent, who yes. is the child. Mm-hmm. But there is this ability, this um, ability to have a relationship where mm-hmm. you're both learning and you're both mm-hmm. saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm figuring this thing out too." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes. And you can grow. You can both be growing. Yes. In that way, and I think that's wonderful. What do you think are some of the greatest lessons you've learned from each of them? Mm. Karis is really great about uh, getting me to sit down and rest. Hmm. I'm so grateful for her because she'll, I'll just go and go and go and go and go, go, go. And then mom, just mom, sit down. No, I'm good. Let me just do it. She will physically grab me 
mm-hmm. bring me and sit me down. <laughs> you know, yes. like you need to rest. Wow. So she's teaching me how to, how to rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and also for her to be perceptive enough to see right. that mom is doing this, this, and this. Right. And, and she told me, I appreciate all that you, what? <laughs> You're not even supposed to be aware. Of, and wow. that, that's what, that's, that's what brings me back to God help me because there's something you're not supposed to be aware of what your yes. parents do. You're nine and 10 years old. This yes. is the time you're supposed to be the most oblivious, you know, just go about your, but to see that. And, um, Declan's really teaching me to choose my words carefully. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a great reminder that our words really do have weight. Yes. Because to see we, we as parents have such a, Mm. I don't want to use the word power, but we do have the power to just crush them with our mm-hmm. words oh so easily. Right. To crush or empower. To crush or empower. Yeah. Yes. And it's, so he's he's really choosing, he's really teaching me to mm-hmm. be very careful with my words. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what does letting go or surrender mean to you? Because I I will say one of the greatest lessons I've been learning Mm -hmm. (laughs) is in that, (laughs) is in letting go and surrender. Yes. And I'm curious of what that means to you. I feel like it it changes. It evolves a lot. Yes. There's... (laughs) It's like you think you know, yep. you think you, you think you let it go mm-hmm. or learn surrender, and then it's like, oh, it's a new level to this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's still, ooh, that's still there. That's yeah. still, yes. still right there. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, it, to me, surrender means, I mean, yes, letting go. But I've been in a, such a place of surrender in many areas of my life recently. Mm-hmm. That I feel to the point where I physically have to do this uh-huh. as a reminder of yes, I let it go. I'm yes. not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick it up. And it's not even. I'm doing this so I can praise God. It's just for a, me. I just need to have that visual and to f- uh, to feel it. Yes. To feel that I have released it. Yes. I'm not going to pick that up. I see it there. I won't. Mm, I'm not going to pick it up, mm-hmm. but then while my hands are like this, then yeah. I can go, all right, yeah. then I can go up. Yeah. Then I can um, give it to God and, yes. and say, I put this, I put it at your feet. And there are times I have to keep reminding myself. And that's why that physical mm-hmm. reaction comes because I, in that, and there have been people at, actually at work that have seen me do this and they're like, you okay? And I'm like, Yeah. I'm good <laughs> because I'm reminding myself, don't pick it up. You right. don't pick it back up. Right. And that's with parenting too, with things, with my marriage, with things that I yeah. thought I, I, when I realized I've picked it up, why yes. am I feeling this way? Cause I picked it up again. Even if I'm not walking around like this, right? <laughs> but yes. I do find myself when I become aware, yes. I do this. Yes. Um, so it's letting it go it's and letting, letting it and go. trusting God and trusting him. Yeah. But I have to connect it physically. Like I, yeah. there's something about feeling my hands stretch and right. that, that openness 
that I don't have anything in my hands. I can't hold anything if my hands are fully stretched open. Yes. If my fingers are all the way open. Yes. And I know it seems real. It's it's not weird. It's But it's like, that's... It, it connects, it, like, to feel it physically because there's so much with, with God that, that I, I think and, you know, I feel it in my heart, but I don't always... Ta- he's not tangible yes. to me. Yes. Not always. He's yes. tangible through other people. But this... I can feel, I feel that. And it's just so deep how that, that posture mm-hmm. when, when raised mm-hmm. then becomes, mm-hmm. you know, leads into worship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about your childhood. Okay. You know, one of the things that is tough is like letting go of the things of our past mm-hmm. and not allowing them to impact or influence how we live, how we see, how we parent, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about your childhood, you mm-hmm. know, and how that's impacted you as a parent. Mm-hmm. I went on quite a journey, um, still am going on a journey, with with things that happened to me in my childhood, going into my teens, going into my 20s, and uh, we'll stop there. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, Um, (laughs) you know, and beyond, um, just all the lessons that I've learned. And one of the things that really childhood trauma is such a thing that Mm -hmm. can affect you down the road. Right. And it can influence how you parent, how you walk through life. And one of the things I will say that as I got older, Something that helped me heal was to realize that it, it goes back to what you're saying at the beginning. Wow, my parents were just doing the best they could. Mm-hmm. Anything that so I can't I can't bl- put blame, and yes. I went through a period of that of yes. putting blame and trying to figure this out. But it was all in trying to understand. Yeah, and it's just naturally like, well, my life would have been better if this, if that, if yeah. this didn't happen, if that didn't happen. But with maturity and with time, then I realized they were, oh, as I'm getting older and my children are getting older, mm-hmm. oh, you were just, you did the best you could. Yes. And things that may have happened to me may not have been, it's not, it wasn't your intention yes. for that to happen to yes. you. So letting go of that anger yeah. helped me to heal because things that happened to me in my childhood, like going through, uh, being molested, going mm-hmm. through abandonment, going mm-hmm. through uh, violence, gun violence. There was drug and alcohol abuse. Like growing up with all that domestic violence, yeah. like being exposed to so murder, like being exposed to so much. I was exposed to like re- just exposed to a lot of things. Yeah. Right. And it's not to any fault of of my family, but that's just what my life was. Yeah. And, but you wouldn't have known it because throughout all of it, I was joyful. Yeah. Like my nature is joy. Yeah. So I was, so no one knew that I was, people still today don't know the things that I've gone through. We all have our stories and people don't, people don't understand. Uh, they assume about me. Yeah. Like, oh, she hasn't had any hardships. I'm like, huh, well, huh, yeah. actually, um, but there are things that happened to me in my childhood that 
as I see my kids getting older, it triggers certain memories. So I struggle with a lot of shame and things in secret for most of my life. Mm -hmm. The first person I told about being molested was my now husband. Mm -hmm. And that was at 19 years old. It was the first person I'd ever said it out loud to. And when did it start? Um, Because of, because of Karis, when she was about two or three years old, things, this is the answer to that question. Things started to rise up in me. I started to find myself watching people with my daughter, watching things inside was really, uh, disturbed Mm -hmm. and I would be anxious and I would find, so that made me think that things started happening to me earlier than what I thought Mm -hmm. originally thought from Mm -hmm. what I remember. Yes. I think things started to happen because of my, like, I remember at five years old. Yeah. Um, I remember telling, asking my teacher a question about, Oh, all sorts of things. Things that you're like, this five-year-old should not be asking me this. Right. But it was just innocent. Like, what does this mean? Or what does this right. mean? So five is what I thought. But yeah. seeing Karis and having that reaction made me realize I truly think it was earlier than what I thought. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, so seeing them grow and being triggered as they get older and older. Mm-hmm memories get triggered things i thought that i had been healed from would come up i i had gone to therapy at one point this was like way down the road i'd gone to therapy to to be able to cope with some things to find the words to bring up to some family members what had happened to me yes. to i had been living in shame for so many years in secrecy now it was time to bring it to light yes. so that i could heal because yes. I was still carrying a lot. I was still carrying that shame. Mm-hmm. And I needed to be able to voice it. Yes. I needed to be able to get out of it. So um, by the time, let's see, because my dad was murdered when I was 11. Mm-hmm. So my son is 10. He's approaching 11. So yeah. that's another triggering age yes. for me. Yeah. But as I see them grow... Things will replay for me. So I've I've been able to teach them from a very young age, mm-hmm. body awareness, mm-hmm. how to be safe with their bodies, um, telling them their the actual name of their body parts. And mm-hmm. so that way, if they ever came back and called it anything else, then mm-hmm. I knew you heard this from somewhere else because we call it what it's actually called. Your right. body parts are, this is what they're called. Right. No nicknames, nothing else. So yes. that was my way of kind of um, also putting out feelers to see if... I don't like that I had to think that way, but yeah, it's how... It was it was a result of Absolutely. things that had happened and Absolutely. things I had been exposed to. I'd been exposed to pornography at a very very young age, mm-hmm. very young age. And now my kids go to school, and then at at one point Declan was in second grade, and I see his friends have iPhones. Right. My brain goes to, what are you looking at on the iPhone? Yes. Because you have access to the whole world. My brain goes to that because. 
I know what I had been exposed to by second grade, by third grade. I know mm-hmm. what I had seen. Mm-hmm. So how can I shield my kids? I don't want you to see that. Okay, let's talk about what do you do if someone shows you something inappropriate? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Yes. If a friend walks over to you and says and shows you naked pictures of someone or, or video of someone doing something inappropriate, okay, then I have to explain, well, what is inappropriate in a very innocent way? Because I right. also don't want to take their innocence. Right. Um, but I want them to understand that it's, you know, we've talked about strangers. We talked about stranger danger. Okay. But what do you do if, if it's a person, you know, exactly. What do you do if, if they want to make you feel comfortable and Mm -hmm. like, who are the people who can see you naked? Mm -hmm. Okay. No one should see you naked. Mm -hmm. But if you're at the doctor's office with mom or dad, you know, like having, teaching them these things all along the way. Yes going all over, but it's... No, it's really good because it even helps. These are can be hard conversations or conversations yeah. that parents even avoid. Yeah, it's very know? easy to avoid it. And I think it's good to hear how to have these conversations mm-hmm. too, you mm-hmm. know, um, so so that your, your child is prepared. And that's... Yeah. And that's the... Because I ultimately, and I tell them this, so many times, I know they're sick of me saying it, but I, I tell them, I'm here to help you make sense of this world. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out a lot of things by myself mm-hmm. because of the secrecy, because of the shame. They don't know that part. But for me, with secrecy and shame, I had to, and then to have a parent murdered. Yeah. Like there was a lot of my world that I had to figure out yes. to make sense of. But because again, joy is my nature, yes. it seemed like I was fine. Yeah. But there was so much, so much yeah. going on. And then you throw puberty in that, you know? Right. <laughs> you know? How did you how did you overcome the or heal? You know, and I know it's a journey. Mm-hmm. So I know there's still mm-hmm. you're still on that journey. Yeah. But what, how, what are some steps that you've taken to along this journey of, for healing from that trauma? Um, I'm so grateful for my husband. Yeah. I'm that God sent him that we found each other, um, that he's a part of my life because Mm -hmm. that was a huge first step for me Mm -hmm. was admitting this was a secret. Mm-hmm. Then God used that to continue to help me through this whole journey. Yes, he he sends he sent he sent he sent a prophet yes. into my life, yes. Prophet Lovi, and he's I call him Papa. He's he's like spiritual father to me because yes. he's he has my earth my earthly father my my dad wasn't able to teach me a lot of things. Mm. I will tell you this. Hold on. I'm coming back. I will tell you this. He told me, um, I do remember I was seven years old and he sat me down and he looked me dead in my eye and he, he used to call me turnip green. That was his nickname Mm -hmm. for me. And all the firefighters, when they see me, they still call me turnip green. He was a a firefighter. So he looked me dead in my eye and he was like, turnip green. Not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to be your friend. Mm. Like he was very, mm-hmm. like, so those type of lessons I got, like he would teach me yeah. those things. What was your relationship like with him? It was a, it was a very interesting relationship. It was yeah. a very confusing relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a, 
he, he dealt with a lot of, now, now that I'm older to be able to look back, to realize he was dealing with a lot of demons. Mm -hmm. He was dealing with a lot of, um, hardships. He was a very secretive man. Mm -hmm. I know he, I learned at some point he, he saw a lot of, he saw a lot of trauma and violence, mm -hmm. but I learned that like bits and pieces. He was a very complicated man, mm -hmm. but I knew he loved me. Yes. But then even then it was complicated because it was confusing. Touch became a very confusing thing mm -hmm. with, with him. Mm -hmm. And he dealt with a lot of, a lot of demons, but I, through it all, I was always proud of him yeah. and he was always proud of me. And he would, yeah. you know, um, like I knew he, he was the one who would just tell me like it was. Mm -hmm. My mom, she's great. She's like, so my mom, she, she supports me. She loves me. Oh my gosh. She is my biggest champion. Mm -hmm. Always has been. Um, moms, moms carry a lot. Yes. They carry a lot. Yeah. So she's, she's a business professional or, well, at that time she was, uh, Oh yeah, she was in education. She had moved up pretty far through education. She was going to school. Mm -hmm. um, she's she's carried a lot. She's volunteering at church. She's all these responsibilities plus being the mom of the house. You yes. know. Um, so when moms are busy doing all their things, and dads are able to, you know, sometimes just have more fun, or they don't have to carry as much. I'm not saying they don't work hard. I'm not saying they're not involved, mm -hmm. but there's a different dynamic. Yeah. So things that she would advise me on would be different than what he would, right. you know, right. it may not have occurred to her to say, not everybody's going to like you. She's like, oh, you're, you know, you're great. You know, she was mm -hmm. always encouraging, mm -hmm. but, and still is, but he would look. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that may be part of where I get that from, for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, look, not everybody's going to be your friend. Yes. <laughs> not everybody's going to like you. Yes. What do you, what is that going to do for you? And to, to hear their reactions, Karis is like, that's okay. And <laughs> I can see her. She's like, like, that's okay. And Declan's like, okay. <laughs> like, to yeah. see him, like, okay, good. Because, you know, mm -hmm. people will, if they can hurt you, they will. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds so bleak sometimes. I don't mean it from that point. But I just want to be real with right. them. I don't want to sugarcoat the world, yeah. you know. And then they yeah. get out from under us. And then they're like, you didn't tell me. Yeah. This is what, you know. And it's just like one of those things where you can, your faith and everybody's going to make a mistake. Yeah. The only person God is the only one who is blameless yeah you know what I'm saying yeah he's the only one and so it's like it's just kind of I think it's navigating to that it's like people are people yes we're all gonna make mistakes we're all gonna make mistakes you know and yeah. even as a parent there are times when I will intentionally unintentionally hurt you yes you know it's not my intention right you know right um but you know who you can always lean on yeah Exactly. No matter what. No matter what. You know, who always has your best interest. Yes. You know, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Um, that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Really mm -hmm. powerful. So to have someone, someone to teach me about worldly things. And then yes. I have, like, like I mentioned, my, my spiritual father. Yes. My papa, he, he to teach me spiritual things and to, to care, to teach me more about the relationship with God. And, yes. and God really used him to help heal me and deliver me and help me process right. this trauma and how to give it to him and to understand that it wasn't, to give it to God yeah. and to understand that it wasn't anything I did. That was another mm -hmm. thing. 
That was another thing. It wasn't anything I did. Yes. But this was something that happened. But through it, I'm able to to be this type of mom to my children. Mm -hmm. I'm able to teach them in a way that, like I said, I never want them to feel like they're they're processing this world alone. And I'm not saying like I couldn't have talked to my mom about these things. I just didn't know how to. Right. And it wasn't until years later going to therapy, I got the tools. Mm -hmm. This is before I met Prophet Lovi. Like I got the tools to be able to have that one conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, let me just tell you. Okay, now I can uh, now I can process this spiritually yes. and heal in a deeper way. And now I am a better mom mm -hmm. as a result of it. Because if I was still carrying this stuff, if I was still as bruised and as shame-filled as I once was, I I'm I don't know what kind of a, a mom I've been able to yeah. have been to them. Yeah. I have a glimpse of it because I mean when we first moved here, they were when we first moved to LA, they were one and two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one else here, just you know, yes. just 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 us and you know, depression really kicked in mm -hmm. and um that those those thoughts were starting to just get louder and louder mm -hmm. of all the things I was doing wrong. My patience was wearing thin. I've got these two babies. I'm by myself. How am I expected to do anything? Oh, and then you want me to go to, then I'm trying to do auditions. I'm No one knows I'm here if I'm only, no, no, the casting directors, no one knows I'm here if I'm just in the apartment taking care of these babies, like then beating myself up and just right. getting down and down and down and down and then still dealing, still dealing with that, the trauma still dealing with like all the things that mm. we carry, all the things that we internalize of it. Mm -hmm. But then once I was shown how to <laughs> surrender it, surrender it, to let it go yes, and really give it to God and, and to understand what that, what that really looks like. Yes. And there are days I still have to, I still will get triggered here and there when yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in a good place. Um, there was a day where we couldn't find CARES on campus mm -hmm. and because parents aren't allowed to be on campus right now because of everything with COVID. And um, to my immediate thought was, where's that one, where's that one coach that's always aware of where she is? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, where's that one coach so I could ask him? It's, where is he? Yeah. Is he with CARES? Yeah. Did he, he's the, he's been giving her candy lately, her and her little friends, but what, hmm. Denisha, no, relax. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've taught her. Mm -hmm. She knows. She knows what to look for. Yes, she's a smart girl. She's safe. Her brother is there. Like I had to. I had to de-escalate. God's in control. You're like I had to de-escalate yes. myself. Yes, because as much as much of this process as we've as I've gone through. It can it can pop back up, and I right. have to remind myself. Nope, we're protected. Yes, it ended with you. Yes. That trauma is not going to go beyond. It's yes. never going to happen again. We, I'm not going to allow it. And yes, and I have to surrender uh, that. Yes. Surrender it, and have to breathe. And then it just turned out she was in the computer lab. You right. know. <laughs> That's, right. that's it. She was just in the computer lab. But what you're you know? saying is so real. And for many people in different situations, and I've experienced it myself where, you know, 
thoughts oh my gosh chatter will come so fast so quickly and you gotta throw them things out yes you know yes yes but you have to recognize it mm-hmm. as an enemy mm-hmm. you know so you have to recognize like no this is not my thought yes this is not what god has said over this situation yes. this is what he has said yes you know and and cast it out mm-hmm. you know and what you just said is how we do that is literally how you you re you, you speak to yourself mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you don't allow it to stay mm-hmm. and you um surrender it and also as you talked about your healing and deliverance yeah yeah dude just an amazing vessel that God has used in your life and my life too, you know, it's literally allowed the room when, when, what I experienced for myself is literally, it was like, I dealt with guilt and shame, you know, I, I dealt with all of that and how, when one, it's just a lie. Mm-hmm. Those things are a lie. It's a mm-hmm. way to separate us from God, where we separate, we literally separate ourselves yeah. from Him because we're holding on to those things. Yeah. And, um, but when, once, once we're free of that, you know, God's love comes in. Yeah. And His love, it just, it does cast out all fear. It does. You it's, know? Yes. And so even in those moments, I realize like when I'm afraid, like, oh, I need more of your love, Lord. I thought I knew it. I need some more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, can, I have some more? can I have some more? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I think it's so beautiful. Um, just the journey that you're on, it's not perfect. It's not mm. pretty, Mm-mm. but it's the greatest because it has gotten you to where you are and it has allowed for you to have this intimacy with God that's different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and, um, you are an overcomer, you know? Amen. And I'm, I'm curious, what does intimacy look like for you now with, with God? Cause one of the things that I realized that has been a challenge is as being a mom now, especially to a toddler, you know, <laughs> and going through the baby phases, just having that time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that I was used to really letting go of that, what it looked like, yeah. you know, but what does day to day, what does intimacy look like with you, with God? It's so <laughs> I've learned to create that space even when they're around, even when the kids are around. And this is what I mean. That's good. Um, I would just be walking around praying out loud or just talking. Me too. And they, they'd be like, what? Oh, she's talking to God. Yes. It's become so normal that they, um, it's like their times are like, this is the only time I, Lord, I, and I'll just talk to him. Yes. So now I have the time where I take them to school and then I can have the time in the car, but I, I have to, I have to be intentional mm-hmm. because I'm, I miss him. I miss, mm-hmm. I'm, I miss him when I, I, I can feel it when I haven't spent time with him. Yes. And as I'm getting older, realizing how much I really need him. Mm-hmm. And then this, do you know this, there's this app 
on my phone. You, you may have it. It's or Google does it. Like all these, they're like these little memory apps that will. Here's what happened a year ago today, or here's what happened two years ago today. Yeah. You know, and it'll show yeah, you the absolutely. pictures from all that. Absolutely. So. This is kind of what, what happens is as I'm growing in him, I'm starting to recognize similar as when I was able to recognize that my parents were doing the best they could in hindsight, I'm able to look back and be like, oh, you cared for me there too. That's so good. You were with yeah. that little girl. So much mm -hmm. healing has happened with this, this inner, this, mm. we hold on to my opinion there's this inner child, this inner girl, mm -hmm. and it took a while for me to realize that, that that inner child was, she was buried, she was hunched over in a corner, just sad all the time, mm -hmm. is how I felt. And um, God, you cared about, you've, he's healed that little girl, like he's gone back in time mm. to heal. It's what I feel like he's, it, it seems like the more I grow with him going forward, the more I'm able to see he's gone back and has healed mm -hmm. that little girl who was still, I was still holding on to her, but she was back there. This sounds like some real multiverse type thing, but <laughs> um, he's healed as he's healing me going forward. He's providing healing That's to back so then. And the more intimate I'm growing with him now, he's showing me that he was, he was there with me there mm -hmm. and that intimacy was there then. Mm -hmm. And so now like, she's good. Yes. Like that inner child, I no longer like, oh, that inner child, that little girl from yeah. that time, from that time in my mind, from that memory that I recall that those feelings that came up with her, she's good. Yeah. She's healed. That memory of who I was, of that little girl of me at that age is good. Mm -hmm. So I'm so it makes me more in love with him, more of wow, you are you 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 did take care of me. Mm. You did love me yes. because you're loving me now, which shows me that you were loving me then. Yes. And it just makes me love him more and want to spend more time with him and mm. want to find that time more to be more mindful. I I um I was making salads at work. <laughs> I was covering for someone on a shift and I was making salads and and I just got a, a, a wave of thinking about him and we were wearing masks. <clears throat> so I was able to just talk and nobody knew I was talking. Mm -hmm. So I could see my mouth yeah. and I'm just talking to him and started crying and I had to leave because, yeah. you know, food safety. I don't want to be crying. <laughs> <laughs> crying in the salad. <laughs> so I had to leave. Yeah. I had to step away. And um, so finding moments to just make him a part of my life because it's, I'm not necessarily going to have like a full hour. I'm not an early person. Right. I'm not the one that's going to wake up at five in the morning to spend yes. time with God. I Lord bless the people who are able to do that. I recognize I'm not uh, wired that way <laughs> and yes. uh, don't feel like rewiring yeah. to make myself that yes. way. It's like, that's okay. But I do need to be intentional with yes, spending my time with him. Absolutely. So it's it's finding those times and realizing, like, even if it's not three hours, right? if it's five minutes of genuine mm -hmm. attention to him, mm -hmm. and I'm not asking him for anything, but I just want to sit with him, mm -hmm. just want to sit. And 
we were talking to just settle in. Yes, you absolutely. Know? Just settle into him. Absolutely. It was just for five minutes. I want that. Yes. And the more I do that, the more I can function and be a better mom and a better yeah. wife. And yeah, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, what is joy to you? Mm. What is joy yes. to me? For me, it's not, it's not happiness. Joy and right. happiness are separate. It is, what is joy? It's, I'm sounding so cheesy, but it's like sunshine. <laughs> it's like sunshine yeah. that's inside that's just always beaming yeah. out that you can't, that it's just a sunny day is the yeah. best way I could describe it. But an internal, an internal Sun, sunny day. I think that's great. Yeah, it's, it's the best way I could I describe see, it. And I see that. Like, and you carry that. Oh, you are. You like, thank you. Um, one of the things that I think that's a beautiful image mm -hmm. and that I think is part of it is that it doesn't matter what the weather is outside mm -hmm. or around them, mm -hmm. that you carry that sunny day inside of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that is what joy is. Yeah. And that's how, you, how joy versus happiness, happiness is based on, oh, it's sunny outside, so I can be sunny. Yes. Uh-huh. You know? Mm-hmm. But joy is that it can be raining mm -hmm. it could be it might be sunny it mm -hmm. might be cloudy it mm -hmm. might be whatever but I'm carrying the sunshine yeah and it's interesting because my mom always told me you know especially when I first moved to LA and yeah. the times were rough and she's like baby you gotta find um the joy in the journey mm. you know there's always mm. joy in the journey and then Brandon's mother one of the things that she would say is that um, you find the J in joy every day. Mm. And for her, the J was Jesus. Mm. So every day she has this opportunity to find the J in joy. And yeah. her relationship with Christ is what allowed her to know that joy yes. every single day. Yes. And I, I, and I think it's so important because we hear so many conversations about happiness. But I think what is, is so important for her us, you know, as moms is to carry joy. Yes. It doesn't matter what's going on around us. Mm -mm. It doesn't matter what, you know, might have happened yesterday mm -hmm. or, or in the next moment, yeah. you know, but we have this assurance that comes with knowing our father. Mm -hmm. And that is what brings joy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it can't be shaken. By circumstances, yeah. by what goes right or what goes wrong. And I think it's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing to, to hold on to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it and is. to know. Yes. You know? Yes. I, yeah, I, and it's interesting that you said that as a child, you had joy. Yeah. So in spite yeah. of the, what was yeah. happening, that's deep. Yes. That's it's, deep. I, I... I, no matter how awful things got, and I had, listen, I had a beautiful family. I still have, yes. I have a beautiful family and it's, and it's grounded. Our family is grounded in love mm -hmm. and God. And we all grew up in church and like, it's a solid foundation. It's just a lot of 
bumps along yes. along the way, but but through it all, man, I was joyful. Yeah. Joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You know, like yeah. singing that in children's choir. Like yeah. that was yeah. that was true. Yeah. Down in my heart. Yeah. You know, that was that was who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, still am to this day because I I thank God, I praise him so much. Like, good Lord, you kept me. Mm. Oh, Man. I could have I very easily, oh my gosh, I could have very easily have gone many different directions and it would, and no one would have faulted me for it. It would have, I had every, I had every, uh, thing checked on this card that had been like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah. That, that explains it. Mm -hmm. I would have had so much grace to be, Mm -hmm. to have lost my mind. It Mm -hmm. would have made so much sense, Mm -mm -mm. but to be this to be at peace, Man. to to have forgiveness yes. for people who hurt me, yes. to have uh, to be like you know it's okay. Yeah, that that was you know it was. I know where I know who God is. I yes. know what Jesus has done for me. Yes, but oh my gosh, I could have so easily, yes. so easily, have gone way off the rails. Yes. And, you know, of course, in times in college, I tried to go off the rails. And then yeah. God's like, hey, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me, let me, let me bring you up. Chris, right. come here. Right. <laughs> Chris, come on. I got Chris, a plan, for, I I got need, a plan she, and a purpose for yes, my life. Like, and I, I need, need you to <laughs> please enter now. Right. <laughs> I love that. She's Even trying the it. the story of how you guys met just yeah. melts my heart. <laughs> melts yes. my heart. <laughs> It's so yeah. wonderful. Yeah, that, God, yeah. Just, how he was playing on a worship band. And, yeah, and it, that and and you just walked, just into, walked in <laughs> into the room. I literally like, busted in the room. Like, yeah. hey guys, what, what you, do you doing? doing? <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Uh, can I join in? Like, hi. And it was a group of friends, and several of us are still friends. But Chris was a part of that, yeah. and 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 uh, we've been Chris and Denisha ever since. Like, and yeah. and. Um, but that was how we, how I was led to mm-hmm. to even go go there. That's how I know, like God, you you've been with me yes. every step of the way, yes. every yes. step of the way, every step of of things that happened to me in my childhood, the confusing time of of teenage years, going into college, revealing that I need to get free of this. So mm-hmm. let's start. Hey, let's 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 mm-hmm. start the clock on. I need you to start the clock on this shame thing yeah because i got two other little humans that i am we're we're bringing through the through the two of you yeah and i need you to be healed i need you to be on your way to be healed by then because of what their destiny is and it's like having an idea of i feel like i'm carrying royalty there's something special about caris and there's something here they have destiny. Mm-hmm. Let me get my stuff together. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out more of what you have for me. Let me open my eyes to this healing. Let me not slow myself down by holding on to that trauma and holding on to this bruised little girl who was once there. Yeah. I need to get rid of this. I need to process this. I need to pay attention to what you're telling me, yes. what you're, the people you've put in my life to encourage me yeah. to, to, uh, teach me to mentor like everyone's point. I need to get a hold of this for them, right? And for beyond them. Yeah, not saying I have more children, but <laughs> but before beyond. <laughs> oh, let me clarify. Like, don't get excited. <laughs> let me clarify. 
for their children, yeah. like my grandchildren yeah, okay, and generations okay, okay. beyond. <laughs> it's like, it's, and when we realize, I think when we wake up and we can see, oh my gosh, it's so much bigger than just mm-hmm. little old me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so much big. You, you are, you have so much because you even look back at all the people who've come before us. Yes. They that took for us to get here. I can't drop the baton. Yes. I can't I can't afford to to close myself off and just sit in this bubble and and only focus on the pain in the past. I yes. can't because there's too much. Yes. There's too much at stake. Yes. There's too much at stake for me not to speak to my children in a way that yes. points them to Jesus. There's too much at stake for me not to be able to to humble myself before them. There's yes. too much at stake. Yes. So that's that's what keeps keeps pushing yeah. me. You what know? would you say to someone who is either um a mom now mm-hmm. um or um, you know, preparing for motherhood who has stuff from their past that they haven't dealt with, whether it be trauma, you know, mm-hmm. guilt, shame. Um, and what would you say to that person who may be afraid or not know how to take some of the steps that you have? I would, I would say it's, I'll, it's time to be brave. Mm-hmm. It's time to be brave. Mm-hmm. It's time to say no more. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm. I refuse to let that rob me of my future. Mm. I refuse to let someone else's demons rob me of mm-hmm. what God has for me in my life. Mm-hmm. That's the point you have to get to, and you have to. You have to be brave to do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you have to not care. It, it took me, it, I had to go to therapy to be able to talk to my mom about what happened to me, mm-hmm. but I knew I couldn't hold on to it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you be brave and do it Yeah, because there's, there's too much at stake not to. Yeah. And, and if it's finding a therapist, if it's finding a, finding a person you trust, if it's a, if it's your pastor, if it's a counselor, if it's, um, praise, I, I thank God so much for Prophet Lovey. If it's, if it's someone mm-hmm. start peeling back later, back at night at 19 years old, it mm-hmm. started with me just, can I trust Chris with this? Mm-hmm. But this was a person that I knew I loved. Yeah. Started with just trusting one person. Yes. To just say it out loud. Yes. Um, but it's that that's what I would say. Yeah. You have you have to. Yeah. You have to. Can can we actually pray for those who are in that position right now? Mm-hmm. Can you pray for them? Yes. Yeah. Uh God, thank you so much. You you are such a good God. You are an amazing, amazing father. How much you love us. God, you loved us first. Those daughters, those daughters that are yours, God, that are hurting, Father, I speak healing over them. Go to those deep places, God, in their heart. Go to those deep places in their soul, those places, those secret places that no one knows about, those dark places that they've been holding on to those secrets they've been holding on to, that shame that they've been carrying, God. Speak to that. 
We cancel it. You, we put it at your feet, Jesus. We put it at your feet. Go to them, God. Yes. Heal them. Send people into their lives that can encourage and that can lift them up safely. Just, I just speak peace over them. Peace over my sisters. Peace and healing over them, God. I thank you for the testimonies that are going to come out of their lives. That as they take each step forward, it may be scary, it may be shaky each step, but that they get stronger with every step into the light that they take. Amen. Every step in the light that they take towards you, God. Every little step that they take, that you're strengthening them and you're lifting them up. And I thank you for the healing and I thank you for the peace. And I thank you for the testimony that's going to come from them. Yes. I thank you for the stories and that as they heal, that they will be able to help others, that they will be able to heal others, that they can be able to look back and say, I've overcome this. You can too. Lord. I went through this. You can come through it too. I thank you that you are such a good God. And praise you for what you are going to do, what you will continue to do, not only in my life, in my sister Jamila's life, but everyone who's watching, anyone that this can touch, God. I thank you, Father. And we worship you. Yes. In Jesus' in name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you for everything you poured out. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah. Thank you for your love. Thank you for it all. I adore you. I adore you too. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Because it's like, it's it's one of those things like, I mean, the devil even tried it again and it call, I was sexually assaulted in college. You mm. know, like, how, mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you also process that? Yes. Is it me? Am wow. I doing this? Like, how and this is before I met Chris, you know, wow. like how, wh what? Yeah. I mean, gosh, that, that all of those things, all of the 